Nice to see you all this evening. We are going to be talking about God's promises, cleansing through the blood of Jesus. Last week we talked about redemption through the blood of Jesus. We talked that we could be redeemed through his blood. And now we're going to be talking about how we are cleansed through his blood. This is the second of the seven talk series that we will be doing. What does cleansing mean? It means to make something thoroughly clean. Our equivalent would be a bath or a shower, which hopefully we've all had this morning, or if not this evening. But another definition is, and this is me taking it out of context, is a process or period of time during which a person attempts to rid the body of substances regarded as toxic or unhealthy. Now that's to do with um, eating, of course, so you want to cleanse our, in our bodies. But how many times do you hear and see people trying to say that they want to, that they will cleanse themselves of their own sin, that they will pay for their own sin? And that's a horrible place to be in because Jesus came and he died for our sin. People who don't accept Jesus will pay for their sin by being in an eternity in hell. And it's eternal. It doesn't end. You don't just hit the meter and it stops. It is an eternal punishment. Praise God for what he does in our lives. Let me bring you to the verse itself. It is 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. It says, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It cleanses us from all sin. The Greek word for cleansing means to make clean and also from the guilt of sin. And the whole verse, whereas the whole passage, which we will look at soon, is presented in a continual present tense. It's a continual process that happens right this second not in the past not in the future right now that's how relevant the bible is with us but the condition is that we walk in the light we have to choose to walk in the light don't stop because that's when we get into trouble we should choose jesus daily make a conscious decision to follow him with our walk in our life and we can do that by putting him first and that can be presented in many different ways. This is conditional, though, because if we don't walk in the light, we will be in darkness. And when we are in darkness, we are out of the light. And hence, we are out of fellowship with God and with others. And just to add to that, when you do, when you do something sinful, you're in the dark. And you don't want anyone to find out. You've got this constant worry and anxiety people will find out. And when you're, surrounded, when you're surrounded by Christians, you feel, you think, what do they know? Will they find out? You cannot be in the correct relationship with people if you are sinning secretly. Although no sin is secret because God knows everything. And we can't be cleansed in the dark. It's hard to do anything in the dark. At times when I've been at work, people thought it quite funny to turn the light off when I'm sitting on the toilet. But the miracle of mobile phones with lights prevents that from happening too often. Light gives us clear vision. Thinking about that, before we had the wonders of technology, people based their day around lights. They would rise with the sun and they would go to bed when the sun set. They would never leave their houses or leave the city at night because it was dangerous because they couldn't see anything. But with the light, you can see things as they clearly are. You can gauge distance, shapes, objects, and hazards. 
and you can make clear decisions through obstacles that you face. You can also see temptations and obstacles for what they really are. If you can see it for what it really is, the appeal is far less than when you're in that. But this is a completely different story when there is no light, because in the dark, you have no vision, you cannot see things clearly, you cannot assess properly, and you cannot make clear judgments. You can be more vulnerable to temptation and sin. Remember, the devil operates in the darkness, and his agenda is to steal, kill, and destroy. His mandate has never changed since Genesis. That's what he wants to do. But we must remind ourselves who God is in all of this. If we look at verse 5 of 1 John 1, the second half of verse 5, it says this. We get two facts. God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. This is one of the things I love about scripture. It's no, oh, a bit, sort of, maybe, kind of. It's 100% or 0%, one way or the other black or white it is so plain in how it presents things and we can clearly see that God is light and in him zero darkness but going on from verses six to nine it warns us to ensure that we are truly walking in the light verses six and eight highlight how we are deceived and deluded by sin if we look at verses six and seven again we read this if we say we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we, can't, we cannot go the Christian life by talking the talk, but not walking the walk, it doesn't work like that. Either you're in or you're out. Just by going, having a tick box mentality. Yes, I went to church on Sunday. Good. Yes, I spent X amount of time reading my Bible. I spent X amount of time praying. Yes, I have done this favour for this person. I've sacrificed my time to do this and so on and so forth. I'm not criticising that. They are all good things. But what is the motive behind them? Why do we do them? And if we're not doing them for God and God alone, then it's vanity. We do things for him. But the solution, as we've said, is in verse 7. We can walk in the light. God wants to help us. When we struggle, God wants to be there. He's right there beside us. He wants to lead us to a place where we can, we can work with him. He can work in us. He can lead us. He wants to lead us. I wasn't going to say this, but Psalm... Um, it is a passage in Psalm, I can't remember what one, it says, um, <clears throat> your word is a light to my feet and a guide to my path. He's, he's there, he's calling us, he wants to lead us forward. But then we turn to 1 John 1 verses 8 and 9, which say this, another. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we lie about sin we only deceive ourselves god knows everything about us 
In the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Sauron's gaze is described as a gaze that can pierce light, shadow, earth and flesh. Basically, it can pierce anything physically. God not only does that, but he can see into our thoughts. He can see everything about us. That shouldn't make you worry because he still loves us regardless. But there's such a beauty in verse 9. The condition, if we confess. The result, he forgives and cleanses us. Not from some, all of it. All unrighteousness is removed and we take on his righteousness. And if you want to learn about righteousness, read Romans. The great thing about God, he doesn't do half measures. So the blood of Jesus has now and will continue to cleanse us if we walk in the light. There are conditions. We have to choose him. We have to walk in his light. Now, this came to me, uh, this silly little story, a few days ago, where I imagine you get up one morning. Actually, I will share this because I don't mind um, making a mockery of myself. Um, I had to go to the winter night shelter. It was my first shift and um, it was, uh, no one knew me. And um, I turned up, unfortunately, about two hours late because of my alarm. And this meant that I couldn't have a wash. Now I thought, okay, what I'll just do, I'll do a quick thing, spray some links on, and then I will just put on me tracky bottoms and a hoodie, worst clothing combination. And I went to a homeless shelter and I knocked on the door, not knowing whoever was there. And I was talking to the man who answered the door. And he was talking for about a minute or two with me. And I just suddenly tweaked. He thinks I'm one of the guests. And then one of the other staff members immediately um, could see between the lines said, no, no, he's one of the volunteers. And the guy could not have apologised enough. He was so embarrassed. Interestingly, I never saw him after that. I don't know where he went. But um, it just goes to show you um, what, what, what are the thoughts that go through people's mind if you don't wash. They'll think, oh, you're dirty, you're unclean, you're not hygienic, you don't take pride in your appearance, you don't care um, how you present yourself. D do, you, do you lack something? Is there a deficiency in your life? People will make, may make fun of you for doing such a thing. But if we compare that to sin... God can smell the sin on us. He knows the sin on us. And in a way, if we live that life in darkness, we may be able to deceive some for a time, but the truth will eventually come out. And the damage it does is horrific. So it's so important to walk in the light. As I said before, the blood of Jesus has now and will continue to cleanse us if we walk in the light. But how do we do this? How do we practically do this in our life? And using our example last week from Exodus, we have to apply the blood to the door daily. As during Exodus, they applied the blood to the door to stop the, the angel of death from killing the Israelites, we have to do the same to doors in our life. Are there areas of influence or temptation, windows, doors that you leave open, that you haven't closed, that you've not given back to God? The devil will try to disrupt your walk in any way that he can. Even if a window is on the latch, if a door is just off the latch, he can try to pry open and get in. We need to close and bolt those doors. We close them by applying the blood 
because he died for our sin and he washes us clean in our blood. To look at an example from the Old Testament, Psalm 51, verse 7. Now, this psalm is, to give you a bit of context, is when David committed adultery with Bathsheba and Nathan the prophet challenges him and he basically, in this psalm, pours himself out to the Lord. Oh, I've just realised it's Psalm 51, verse 7. Purify me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Now, hyssop was what was used to put the blood on the door. It was a common weed that could be used. What he says there, wash me and I will be whiter than snow. He recognised that God could cleanse him. He recognised that God could take away his sin and that only God could do it. He presented himself. And as David desired to be clean, so should we. He wants to cleanse us. Are there things that we need to give to him that we haven't given or we're scared to give of him? There are no surprises. You cannot shock God. But here are two thoughts I want to leave you with. The first is that God made a way to come back to him when we sin. And the second is God is faithful and righteous to forgive if we confess. The onus is on us to confess when we sin and to continually walk in the light. Yes, we will face temptation. We cannot avoid temptation in some cases. But even in what appear to be the darkest of times, if we persist and stay in the light, we will get through the other side. Now, I like to finish every talk before I give the questions with a proclamation. We will be saying this together later on. But our proclamation for today is this. While I walk in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses me now and continually from all sin. And our questions for us to discuss. We've only got two because we're going to be having a Q&A session afterwards. So question number one. God has cleansed you from your sin. You are clean in his eyes. How does that make you feel? And question number two, 1 John 1 verse 7 says that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. How should we respond to fellow believers that have sinned against us? Thank you for listening.